Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts, and together with my wife, Sherea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is. From looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God. We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language, and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit? We're never going to take more than 30 minutes of your time each week. We want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. In this week's episode, we're starting our first series called The Bible's Big Picture. In part one, we're going to look at the Bible as a whole, why it's important, and how it's structured. Okay, here we go. Okay, well, welcome to episode two. We've made it past the first one, and uh, you may have noticed, but we're actually in the midst of a pandemic right now, which isn't super ideal for a lot of things. Yeah, has Uh, anyone else noticed that? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're pretty sure you would know about that too. Do you know, we tried to move countries to a a new city across continents, and uh, it was not ideal to be doing that during a pandemic let me tell you uh we had some some crazy things that we saw at the airport didn't we Sheree? oh yeah like people you know lots of people in masks um some people in like hazmat suits um yeah safe to say we probably won't have another experience quite like the one we had at the airport when we moved oh it was so weird we even had some people like getting pulled away into like dark secret rooms and stuff while we're walking along. It was scary. Everyone was super suspicious of each other, but we're here. We finished our period of like mandatory self-isolation and now uh, we're getting ready to kind of settle into life here in Red Deer, which is uh, great. It's fun, but it's also challenging. And uh, guys, we know that you have probably had your fair share of challenges in the last uh, month or so. So let's have some good things. Let's focus on some good. Shreya, tell me, what is the best thing that you've experienced from self-isolation so far? Oh, hands down, the amount of sleep that I've been able to get while self-isolating. Before this, I worked at a job where I had very early mornings. And safe to say, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Anyways, so I've just really enjoyed the sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think there's definite truth in that. Uh, Shreya does struggle in the mornings. Sometimes she wakes up and is just really grumpy. Not for any reason other than the fact she's just waking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think the thing I love the most about self-isolation is, is sweatpants. Like Sweatpants should be the norm for everyone all the time. No one should be wearing jeans. No one should be wearing suits. <laughs> No one should be wearing anything other than sweatpants and a comfy hoodie. That's what I think. And if you elected me as prime minister, no, I'm just getting, I'm getting a bit excited here. But <laughs> I love that. I love being able to be comfortable and be able, being able to work from home or even chill out from home or do what you need to do from home. It's great. It's great. It's a great time for relaxing, but it's not such a good time for being outside and being able to see family and friends. And we would love to hear from you. What are, what are some of the things that you love about being self-isolation because we know there's a lot of rubbish things we know there are but what are the good things we'd love to hear from you okay so today we are looking at the bible our first series is called the bible's big picture and the the point of this series really is to go through the the broad strokes of the bible so much of the time uh if you go to church regularly you'll hear the 
the zoomed in, real focused parts of the Bible. We'll look at a few verses from a book of the Bible. And you might think, if you're anything like me, what on earth is that all about? Sheree, that's been your experience sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I know for me, like, there was a point in high school where I was reading my Bible and I got so frustrated because I just didn't understand the context or there was a lot of stuff that it would talk about that just I don't understand because obviously our culture is very different today than it was back then. And so that was a real struggle for me. Yeah, I think I think we can all relate to that. I remember reading uh, the book of Isaiah or Isaiah, depending on which part of the world you, you're in and <laughs> Isaiah, you're listening to it's this. Isaiah. It's Isaiah. But if I remember reading that book through for the first time as a new Christian, and I remember getting to the end of it and thinking, what on earth was all that about? So that so the purpose of this series, the, the Bible's big picture, uh, is to look at in the next six episodes what the Bible is all about, mm-hmm. uh, how it's structured, who wrote it, uh, where is it set, all those kinds of things. So after this quick break, we're going to get started looking at the Bible's big picture. So when I was 19, I became a Christian. And when I did, my youth pastor, a guy called Lee, gave me a Bible. And it was a message version of the Bible. In other words, it was a paraphrase of the Bible in uh, simpler English so I could follow it a bit more easily because sometimes it can feel a bit hard reading some of the more complex English, for me at least. And I said to him, where do I start? He said, well, start with the, the book of Matthew. That's where... Uh, the bit about Jesus begins. And that was really good advice. But the problem was, (laughs) I remember reading other parts of the Bible or even reading bits in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and thinking, what on earth is going on here? What are they talking about? Who are these Samaritans? Who are the Pharisees? What's going on when it quotes passages from uh, Isaiah or Isaiah? Uh, What's going on there? And you might be thinking, Sometimes the Bible's really hard to read. And if you are, you're, you're, just, you're not alone. Uh, you know, Sherea shared a story already. I've shared a story. Um, I think we've encountered lots of people who find the Bible just hard to read, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's understandable. Um, this book was written a long time ago. And so it makes sense that for us today, in the culture that we live in now, we're not going to understand everything that was written about, you know, 2,000 years ago or even before that. Yeah, often we don't know the broad narrative. We don't understand the things that are going contextually. Like Sherea said, we don't always get the culture. And then sometimes when you add on top of that, we're reading sometimes the King James Version, which is in (laughs) English from the 1600s. It's hard to know what on earth is going on. Sometimes we we might think that it's it's outdated or irrelevant. Uh, I know a really big challenge for a lot of my friends is, who wouldn't call themselves Christians is that they don't see the Bible as trustworthy. Yeah, and another thing I think that we do sometimes is we put a lot of the expectation on our pastors to teach us everything about the Bible, when it's actually really important that we learn about the Bible for ourselves and on our own time as well. And Something that I think that we miss in that is also prayer and just asking God to help us understand the Bible. So without the, the Spirit of God uh, bringing us understanding, the Bible is hard to read, right? It's, 
It's a challenge, and we know that. We don't want to shy away from that. But So the question is, why should we read the Bible? If it's such hard work, why should we persevere with it? Well, the short answer is this. The Bible is full of God speaking to humanity. That's why we call it the Word of God. It even says so in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says this. It says that all scripture, which is another word for the Bible, is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So you see, the Bible itself says that it's the word of God, but there's more than that, isn't there, Sharia? Yeah. Um, Another thing that the Bible offers is just like practical advice for living well. I know that for myself, like I do not always live life well. I make mistakes and I know for a fact that like every other person on this planet makes mistakes as well and doesn't always get it th- get it right. But if we look to a God who is perfect, he gives us ways to live well. He tells us how to live well um, according to what he says is right and yeah. not our version of that. Yeah, um, exactly. I-, I think there is very little that you will encounter that the Bible doesn't speak into, if anything. The Bible speaks into pretty much every area of our lives. And mm. that's one of the reasons why it's so incredible. Even after all this time, it still speaks to us, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it also helps us to understand who God is, which is amazing. We get to learn about this incredible, powerful God who created us in the Bible, which is just really cool. Exactly. And on top of that, it tells us the amazing story of how God has been showing his love and mercy to humanity since the beginning of time. It's the story of a God who loves his people. There's a reason that the Bible is the, the best-selling book <laughs> of all time. It's because it is a true story about an incredible God who loves his people and makes a way for them. So that's why we should read the Bible, but let's talk about the, the Bible itself. What's the deal with that. Well, it's made up of 66 smaller books. It's a compilation of 66 smaller books, which were originally, back in the day, they were scrolls. Uh, And of those 66 books, they're separated into two. So there's the Old Testament, and then there's the New Testament. The Old Testament uh, is all the stuff pre-Jesus, and the New Testament is all the stuff including Jesus and post-Jesus. And the word testament, it means covenant, which is another confusing word, right? But it essentially means a contract with God. So it's the old contract with God and the new contract with God. We'll talk about that more in a a future episode. And did you know, Jews actually use the same Old Testament as their Hebrew Bible, uh, but the, the books are just arranged in a slightly different order. Again, we'll talk about that in the next few episodes. Another really important thing to understand about the Bible is that it was written over a period of 1,500 years. And during that time, God divinely inspired around 40 different authors, which basically means he spoke through them or worked through them to write these books um, over a huge geographic, geographical region um, and three different languages. So 99.9% of the Old Testament, Testament was written in Hebrew, and about 0.1% was written in Aramaic. So that would be parts of like Ezra and Daniel. And the New Testament, it was written in Greek. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. Three languages, 40 authors, 1,500 years, and yet the whole Bible is incredibly unified. Like that's, that's phenomenal. If yeah, I was to write a story that was, let's say, 50 pages long <laughs> myself, 
I'm sure there would be contradictions in there. Uh, and yet if we were to take 40 different people over a period of 1500 years, think about the cultural change that takes place in 100 years. Think about the world 100 years ago. And then imagine a 1,500-year gap of 40, uh, with 40 authors speaking different languages, and yet the whole Bible is unified in the way it describes God and tells the narrative of God's people. It's phenomenal. So what is that main narrative? The main narrative or storyline of the Bible is essentially this. Creation, fall, rescue, and restoration. So God created the heavens and the earth. But the world fell through humanity, through Adam and Eve. And the only way they could find rescue was through Jesus, through his death and resurrection. And one day Jesus will return to restore this broken world to the way it's supposed to be. That's the story of the Bible at its shortest. We'll talk about it in much more detail, but the point is this. It's all about Jesus. Humanity was in a pretty serious mess, but through his life and death and resurrection, Jesus made a way for us to have eternal freedom and a relationship with God. That is good news. That's why we call it good news. And so in summary of what we've said so far, the Bible can seem really hard to read sometimes, and we get it. We've been there and sometimes are actually still there. But it's how we can know God. It's how we can live well. And it tells an amazing, amazing story of God at work among his people. The Bible was written over 1,500 years in three different languages by around 40 different people. And yet it is ridiculously unified. And ultimately, it all pivots on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Okay, so now let's look at the structure of the Bible. You see, the Bible has 66 books and it's arranged into the Old and New Testament, but you can also separate it slightly further into a few different sections. And that helps us to understand the context of what we're reading. If we open up the Bible to a random page, we can understand where it fits into the context of the Bible. So we have these five sections. We have the Torah, uh, which is also called the Pentateuch, the Old Testament historical books, Old Testament poetry and prophets, and then the New Testament. So, Shreya, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. So this is where it talks about creation, the rise of humanity, the fall, and then God raising up his people, the Hebrew people. And so you're going to find stories like Noah and the Ark. You're going to learn about Moses. This is the books where God gives his law. And so basically the Torah is just really foundational for understanding the rest of the Bible. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the key point, isn't it? So much of what you will read in the Bible finds its foundations in the Torah. And so from that Torah, we, we get to Moses and the Exodus, but then what happens next in the Old Testament historical books? Yeah, the Old Testament historical books are really cool because it's basically just a history of God's people. It um, talks about the transition from, you know, God being in charge to them asking for a king and then everything that happens with that and 
some of the mistakes that are made. And it's just this whole narrative and, and history of God's people. It's really cool. Yeah, the interesting thing about the historical books is that if you have the Torah and the historical books alone, you can pretty much follow the full narrative of the Old Testament. So if you were wondering what the narrative of the Old Testament was, which we'll talk about in a minute, read the Old, Te- the Old Testament historical books and the Torah. So those books would include uh, Joshua, Judges, um, Ezra and Nehemiah and Samuel and Kings and, and all those kinds of things, wouldn't they? And that's yeah. where that narrative is, is covered. So that's the Old Testament historical books covering the narrative of the Old Testament. But yeah, there's a huge chunk of the Old Testament that, that isn't part of that narrative. So what on earth are, are they all about? And this is where we get into deep and murky waters for <laughs> people who are new to reading the Bible, right, Sharia? Yeah, yeah. So these are going to be the books, like the Old Testament poetry books. So that's books like Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Um, Yeah, these have a lot of emotion in them. They have a lot of figurative and metaphorical language. So they can be really hard to understand, but they give us really good insight to the people who are writing them and um, just their emotions and how they relate to God, which is really amazing. Okay, so we've got poetry. And then the final section of the Old Testament is the prophets. And now if we're talking about murky, deep waters, this is the deepest (laughs) and murkiest for, uh, especially for us today, isn't it, Sharia? Yeah. The prophets are some of the hardest books to understand. um, And they have some really tough subjects and like things that are happening in them. It really helps before you read the prophets to read the historical books, Mm. because a lot of what the prophets are saying is happening within the timeline of the historical books. So that can help you understand a little bit of the context and what's going on in history at that time. But basically, the prophets are a mouthpiece of God. So they're speaking for God to his people. Yeah, and a common mistake that's made is that people think of prophets as only speaking the stuff uh, that's going to happen, foretelling. But prophets also speak to people on behalf of God in the here and now. And we'll talk about that more in uh, a future episode. So that's the Torah, the Old Testament historical books, the poetry and the prophets, which leaves us with one more section, a section that's pretty crucial to us Christians, isn't it, Shereh? Yeah, so that's the New Testament. And it basically covers the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And then beyond that, the growth of the church. And it just is really pivotal to us as Christians today because it teaches us about how to live and how to um, do church and things like that. So yeah, the New Testament is where it's at for Christians. It's so important for us in terms of understanding who Jesus is and how the church is supposed to live uh, and work out our faith in light of who God is and what Jesus did on the cross. So we've talked about this structural overview of the church. We've talked about how uh, there's the Torah, the Old Testament historical books, Old Testament poetry and prophets and the New Testament. But what is the storyline? What's the narrative of the Bible? Well, I'm going to take a few minutes just to explain that narrative now. In Genesis 1 to 11, we see the rise of nations. So it's quite zoomed out. We see the creation of humanity and the heavens and the earth. And then in Genesis 3, we we see the fall of humanity, followed by uh, Cain and Abel. And it fast forwards to to Noah and we see the, the great flood. And then we have the Tower of Babel and things like that. So there's, it's all going down in that first 11 chapters. There's a lot happening, very fast paced. We're going to talk about those in a bit more depth next week. And then in Genesis 12 to 50, 
we zoom in onto one particular family, on the, the family of Abraham. So we follow the life of Abraham and his son, Isaac, and Isaac's son, Jacob, and then Jacob's son, Joseph. And after that, we fast forward a few years to uh, Moses, when uh, the people are enslaved to Egypt. And again, we'll talk about this all next week. But God uses Moses to free his people from slavery in Egypt, uh, to part the Red Seas and to wander off into the wilderness where they stay for 40 years. And eventually, uh, after Moses, his successor is a guy called Joshua who leads his people into the promised land. And they conquer the land of Canaan, which becomes Israel as we know it. And during that time, uh, following that time, I should say, they're, they're led by people called judges who are like these warrior kings, uh, kind of priestly warrior president type people. And they, they lead the people for a while, but eventually the people cry out for a king and God reluctantly gives them a king, King Saul. And we have King Saul, who's a bad king, King David, who's a good king, King Solomon, who's an all right king to start off with and then goes kind of downhill. And then after King Solomon, there's a civil war and the nation splits in two. And uh, eventually the people choose to go their own way and not God's way. And after cycles and cycles and cycles of this, God says, hang on, no more. And uh, the Assyrians come and take away the northern kingdom of the two and the Babylonians take away the southern kingdom eventually and put them into captivity. And they're eventually allowed to come back and they rebuild the temple and rebuild the walls and rebuild the city but it's not what they thought it would be and there's 400 years of silence at this point and then Jesus comes and then his church is born and at the end of the bible Jesus returns because he will return and that's the story that's the story of the whole bible Uh, I think it maybe took me about two minutes right maybe three (laughs) I don't know it's an epic story but it's not as complicated as we think it is. And I, I get it. If you heard it just now, you might think, what on earth? There's so much here. But we're going to talk about it over the next five episodes. We're going to talk about these in a bit more depth. And when you understand this narrative, it's so much easier to understand what is going on, what is going on in the Bible, to open up the book of Ezra and to understand where it fits in the narrative, to read the story of Samson and understand where he and Gideon fit into uh, the story of God's people, to understand where the Psalms fit and why the prophets are saying what they're saying. This is critical. It's really helpful stuff. And so in the next few episodes, we're going to dig in deep to some of those structures. We're going to look at the Torah next week. And then the following week, we'll look at the historical books and then the poetry and then the prophets. And then we'll look at the New Testament. And that's this series, the Bible's big picture. Okay, so that's the end almost of episode two. But before we finish, uh, we want to have a little bit of fun. We want to finish these episodes with something a bit more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, so Shreya, who's the queen of these kinds of things, I'm going <laughs> to hand this over to you. 
Yeah, so, yeah, we just want to end these podcasts kind of on a fun note, do something where hopefully um, you get to know us a bit better or we just do a fun challenge or something like that. So, for today, because we are talking about the big picture of the Bible and um, the narrative and all the books and stuff, I thought it might be fun, we'll see, um, to have a challenge where we try and list all the books of the Bible one after another. So Dave might start and then I'll list the next next book and so on and so forth. And we're going to see how far we can get. I'll be honest, I don't think I'm going to get very far. Maybe Dave can, but no, um <laughs> at best I'm going to get to the minor prophets, I think. Yeah. So maybe this is not a game where we list the books of the Bible, but like the first 10 books of the Bible. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see how we go. I don't know. So anyways, if you can get further, good job. Like Good, like way to go for you because it's tough yeah let us know let us know how many books you can do you might be able to beat us and that's okay we want to be clear that you know, knowing the bible well doesn't mean that you necessarily have to have these books completely lined up and memorized what you do need to know is what's in those books that's really important yeah. okay so i guess we're gonna we're gonna go um just so you know we're not cheating no you not that you can see it we could probably be <laughs> cheating i guess and you'd never know but we're gonna do it we're gonna see how far we get we might even get them wrong because we've got no way of checking it through and, and yeah <laughs> so anyway we'll probably go until someone says mm, i don't know okay here we go genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy joshua judges first samuel no what Oh, Ruth! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I won, I guess, technically. Oh, Did I, won? I knew Did that. I yeah, you won. Good job. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> so we've got uh, yeah, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and then... Oh, and then 1 Samuel. Yeah. And then 2 Samuel. Obviously. Then 1 Kings. 2 Kings. Then 1 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. Ezra. No. No. What's after that? Es- Esther. No, is it? Is, is it? it? Yeah. Let's have a. I'm, I'm okay, sure I'm gonna it look is. Now I'm going to check this up. You might be cringing at our terrible. Oh, well, it's it, terrible. Guys. I was right. It was Ezra. Where's Esther? I think it, Ez- Ez- Ezra is afterwards. Right. Okay. Ezra. Oh, okay. Nehemiah. Esther. Yeah. Job. Psalms. Yeah. Proverbs. Ecclesiastes. Is that right? I don't yeah, know. it is. I think. We're scrolling up. We're not looking any yep. further. Okay, great. You got it. And then is it Song of Songs? Yes. Okay, I, I would be done from there. I'm just going to tell you now. I know it's the major prophets and the minor prophets and so on, but... Oh, and then is it Isaiah? Yes. Boom. I think I won because of that. No, you didn't. You, you definitely failed. <laughs> okay, so, so as you can see... We did not We pretty much far. failed at that, but anyways. And, and by the way, you know, I have a degree in biblical studies. Sheree has a uh, diploma in biblical studies and we still didn't get very far. So we want you to hear this. It's okay if you don't know the orders of the Bible off by heart. That's why you've got a contents page. What is important is that you know the narrative of the scripture, that you know uh, the stuff that we talked about today. Uh, That's going to help you in reading the Bible and to bring the Bible to life. Trust me, I was 24 when this stuff came to life for me for the first time. And uh, I would love it if it comes alive to you earlier. Or if you're even older than that, that's great. We, we, we just want the Bible to come alive for you. So we are out. 
we're done for today. Um, sorry for that shambles of a, a last game, and hopefully our games will get better. But let us know if you beat us. Let us know if you're a boss, if you know every single book of the Bible in perfect order. I think I do much better in the New Testament, I've got to be honest. Yeah, but. we're going to give you that that um, gold star status. Yeah, so. great. Well, it's been fun for us. Hopefully it's been fun for you too. And we will see you next week for episode three, looking at the Torah. Bye, guys. Bye.